0: Your value does not decrease based on someone's inability to see your worth. Hello beautiful souls, welcome to Curly Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Valerie, and today we're going to be talking about remembering your value. Because sometimes, even if we are great, because we are, we can honestly forget how truly badass we are. And honestly, being on the microphone, sorry if you heard me put my elbow on the table, but being back on the microphone is so nice. I missed it so much. I love talking to you guys. I missed you guys. I did not make a couple episodes for the past three weeks because of school. I was, like, dying and drowning during finals week, but I got straight A's. I did have to get credit for one class, but I got straight A's, so I'm, like, really, so I'm, like, really proud of myself because that was a lot of work during final season, let me tell you. But then after final season, I kind of like, and even a little bit before like I've been talking about it, my mental health hasn't been that good. So I took a little bit longer of a break. And then I went on a short trip to go see my friend for her birthday weekend. And I had a really nice time just getting out of the house and getting to talk to people my age because I don't really talk to people my age. But yeah, I even took a break on Instagram, the podcast, everything but I'm so happy to be back. I'm sorry I also didn't get this up at 444 today. I'm literally recording this at eight thirty p.m. Tuesday, the day that's supposed to be uploaded, so oops, but next week it will be on time because I'm going to make sure that it is. And thank you for dealing with me and for being patient because I really appreciate that and yeah i hope your guys's day or night whenever you're listening to this is amazing i'm gonna keep this short and sweet because i still have to edit this and i'm still trying to get it up at a reasonable hour i do want to do maybe like an entire podcast or a series about my mental health and kind of like how i've been and stuff so stay tuned for that. We'll see. I have, like, a lot of ideas that I'm really excited to implement and put time into, especially now that I am not into school, so I'm hoping to really hammer down, even though I'm facing a lot of internal resistance right now, but again, I'm gonna just keep this short and sweet. Let's figure out how to remember our value. So I have talked about some of these things before in other episodes because a lot helps for different things, and you can apply them for achieving different things that you're trying to achieve in your life or leveling up and just kind of connecting more to your high self. So my number one tip to remembering your value is affirmations. And I've talked about this one before because it is so amazing. It's super easy. It's empowering. It's something that doesn't take up much time. Like no one can really be like, oh, I don't have time to do affirmations because they can honestly take like 20 seconds. And I'm 90, I'm 110% sure that you have 10 seconds or 20 seconds in your day. It's something that you can do daily and it's just something that is like really easy to do. You can either look up affirmations on your own. I always give you guys affirmations for the week. I speak affirmations to myself in the mirror every single morning and they do wonders and it has been scientifically proven to actually work. I've shared an article before about it Another way to do affirmations is to do subliminals while you're sleeping. This is also an easy way to do affirmations if you don't have a lot of time. You can just record yourself in your phone. You can put it on a loop, just speaking the affirmations. And then when you're sleeping, you put it on before you go to sleep tonight and you fall asleep to yourself, speaking affirmations to yourself. And this is also a form of hypnosis, and it can radically change like your subconscious beliefs, your mindsets, especially if you're trying to work on a mindset belief that you have and you know that in order to change a mindset belief or a habit, it takes like 60 days, so you want to do it faster than that. Subliminals, while you're sleeping, it can allow you to do it in a lot faster time than the 60 days that it normally takes to break a habit. So super easy way, you can say different affirmations like I'm worthy, I'm enough, I attract abundance into my life daily. I am a superstar. Whatever works for you, make it so it's personal to your life. And so that way you are able to personalize it for yourself instead of going off of a generic thing. And another easy way to do affirmations is to set reminders on your phone. So if you also don't want to stand in front of a mirror every day, I have a sticky note with my affirmations and I just say them in the mirror every single morning. But another way is to set reminders on your phone. So I have two reminders, one in the morning, and the one in the morning says, says, you have blessings. Blessings are here. Blessings are coming. And the one in the evening is you are deserving of love and success in your life. And it is just such an easy way to remind yourself of what you deserve. And these reminders like sometimes they've really helped me. Like I have gone in the deep ends when i have gone to sleep at night and the reminder will just pop up and it's kind of just like reassurance to myself that damn like I really am worthy. Like I do have the power to actually do what I want to do and that I am loved and that I deserve to operate in the frequency of being loved. And it's just crazy how much they can help you and you can set reminders during different times of your day, in your morning, when you go on a walk, maybe on your lunch break, whatever works for you. And choose an affirmation that really speaks to your soul and something that you could definitely use a reminder of during the day. Tip number two is a power pose. So basically, you kind of get into a position and you feel the confidence in a very easy way to explain it, and there is conflicting evidence that power poses do not actually work. There is evidence that it doesn't work, Um, but to me, I believe that it does work because your body posture can signal to your brain if you're stressed or relaxed. Like, the way that we sit at desk with our shoulders hunched over and our neck down, it kind of tells ourselves that, like, we aren't confident that we're looking down because when you see a confident person, they're, like, standing up straight, they have their shoulders back, they speak with clarity in their voice, but a person who is maybe less confident is going to be looking down, hunching their shoulders. And so if you are in a position that brings you into that space that you believe is correlated to confidence and power and growth and love and anything that you're trying to achieve and you get into that position, remind yourself that you are a boss, you know, like you have your shit together. And even if you don't, you will. And you don't even have to have your shit together to have your shit together. You just need to have your shit together. Hopefully that made sense. And even if it is just a placebo effect, the placebo effect still works. Like, I don't get how that's a bad thing if it is a placebo effect, but... I feel like it's one of those things where it's like try it if it works for you amazing if it doesn't oh well try something else there's a lot of different ways to go about it and it is something that's going to take over time just like affirmations it's not going to be something that fixes overnight or that one day you just wake up and you're perfectly better even with subliminals that's not how they work but they do help over time and i think that it's a bunch of minuscule change that leads to monumental change in the long run so every single day you make a decision to get closer to your quantum leap. So what are you going to do about it today? Tip number three is visualization. So visualization is such a powerful tool, not only a manifestation, especially a manifestation, but in just really taking control of your life and making it how you want it to look. Like creating the life that you want and following that. So say you're trying to visualize something, you're going to visualize that your success is inevitable. So what does it look like? And your success is whatever you believe success to be. So if success to you is starting a business, you are going to sit down, lay down, close your eyes, and you're going to visualize yourself, in the most successful version of yourself. And it's what you want, not what you believe is possible, it's what you want. Because what you believe is possible may be limited by your ego, by your subconscious beliefs that don't think that you are worthy, but you are always worthy. So the highest level of success that you can imagine and put that towards yourself. And so you're going to close your eyes, you're going to visualize that successful person. What are they wearing? What do they look like? Is their hair pinned back? Is there are they wearing glasses? Are they wearing a suit? Are they wearing khakis? Are they wearing sandals? What office are they in? Where do they live? Every single detail. What do they eat? What does it smell like? And then you're going to go into how do you feel? Do you feel powerful? Do you feel anxious? Do you feel stressed? Do you feel confident? What are the feelings? What do you look like? What do you see? All the senses. And then you are going to open your eyes and write down every single thing. Every single detail. Is your hair pinned back? Do you slouch? How's your posture? And then look at yourself now. What are the differences between where you are now and where that most successful version of yourself is? And then start doing the things your most successful self already has and start doing that today, especially with the feelings. Start getting into those feelings and maybe even accepting the feelings that your successful person doesn't have. So that way you are able to chase and manifest it closer into your life. Your feelings during this time of your most successful and writing it down and aligning more to that is the most important part in creating that visualization into your reality because you deserve to be there and you deserve all of that that is already yours you just have to remember and you have to get there and you have to be that person because they already are inside of you like that version already exists so it's time to bring them out because they deserve to get out tip number four is cookie jar so remember your accomplishments is a cookie jar. I've talked about this one before, and if you haven't listened to the previous episode where I talked about the cookie jar, David Goggins created the cookie jar, and it's basically a metaphorical cookie jar, and you basically put in all your accomplishments, everything that you've been successful at, and everything that you failed, everything that you've overcome, and still been able to get over it. And everything that you've been able to fail at and overcome and what you've already done, even if it's something small. And then whenever you're feeling down or upset about yourself, or you feel like you can't do whatever you're trying to do, or you feel inhibited to take action, take a cookie out of the cookie jar. And you can just write down the list, have it above your desk, have it on your phone, have it wherever you need it. So that way, whenever you need a cookie, you can remember just how fucking bomb you are. Like, you have survived every single day of your life. That, in itself, is already an accomplishment. And don't think too hard about an accomplishment. Accomplishment can literally be, I made one meal for myself today. Like, that's a fucking accomplishment, you know what I mean? And it's just remembering that you are strong, you are powerful and going back to that. Because a lot of times we tend to forget of our successes, we tend to forget the things that we overcome, and we don't realize just how powerful we truly are because we look at other people and see, wow, look at what they've done, look at what they've overcome. And we forget that we've often overcome and done so many beautiful things just like they are. We just need to remember. So take your cookie, use it as inspiration, use it as a motivation, use it as a way to, to get the fire under your ass going. Tip number five is to compare previous failures to your current situation. So When you look at failures, you're going to basically just write down every failure that has happened and look at it to your current situation. It's kind of like the cookie-dry method, but you're going to really compare it. So when you look at your failures, then you're going to realize how strong you are. And it's going to allow you to get over this feeling of unworthiness because you've already overcome those failures. You've already been able to grow from those failures. You are so much further in life than when you were when you had those failures and you wouldn't be so much more grown if it wasn't for those failures. It allows you to take time to appreciate those failures in your life and realize that they helped you grow so much more than if they never existed in the first place, if you were just successful immediately. And then it shows you that you can get over this situation too. You have the power now. You are valuable today. You deserve it no one can take away your value. No one can add to your value. You are already valuable. You just need to remember it. That brings me to tip number six, which is shift mindset. And when I say shift mindset, I mean kind of more like shift your words, shift the way that you talk to yourself because things aren't happening to you. They're happening for you. I think it was Steve Harvey who said that you cannot understand things working out for you by looking at the future. You can only understand things looking out for you by looking at the past. And this is so true because when you're going through a hard time, you can't look into the future and see butterflies and rainbows. Because when you're in a hard time, all you see is despair and rain and thunderstorms and all the possibilities of everything just falling apart. And it's not that happy of a picture, to be honest. But when you look back at your life and you look at how when you were in that dark place to where you are now, you realize that you're already in the future and you do have the rainbows and butterflies and maybe every now and then there's a little storm cloud and it's not perfect all the time, but nothing is ever going to be perfect. But the fact that you were able to overcome that is already so amazing. And I remember when I was eight years old, it was like the first time that my life turned to shit was it eight no i think i I was like 10 (laughs) i was like 10 or 11 and my life was basically turning to shit and i had moved from virginia to california to take care of my grandpa as he was diagnosed with stage 4 esophageal cancer and he was only given about like six months to live And so my mom, my dad, and I, we all decided to go to California to be there for his big surgery. And then we're going to go back to Virginia so I can, like, finish school because that's where we're living at the time. So it was just supposed to be a thing over the summer. And then his surgery got postponed, And since the surgery got postponed, we were in California longer. I had to enroll in school in California. And then my mom found out that my dad cheated again. And it was just a series of fights. And they ended up getting a divorce. And I was watching my grandpa slowly die from esophageal cancer. Then one summer, for like a couple weeks to a month, my mom had to leave to go to Virginia to work on like paperwork that was needed for the divorce. And I wanted to go with her, but my mom didn't want me to watch them fighting and everything, so I stayed In California with my grandma. And during this time, I was definitely depressed. I was never diagnosed with it, but I would sleep in my mom's bed every single night. I never separated from my mom until that period of time for like more than a night, like a sleepover or something. And I also just had so much other stuff going on, like starting a new school, trying to figure out friends. Um, like, my grandpa, the divorce, and I slept in my mom's bed every single night. I remember just playing, like, Adobe Fish games, like, on the computer, on the laptop that we had, and I never left her bed. Unless it was the restroom, I wouldn't shower, I wouldn't wash my face, I wouldn't brush my teeth. The only time I would take care of myself hygienically was if I had to go somewhere, and I wouldn't have to go somewhere that often, and I would cry myself to sleep every single night, and I was, like, 10 or 11, And this was, like, a really hard period and time in my life because it was just constant slap in the face after slap in the face after slap in the face. And I was never suicidal at this time because I never really saw that as a way out. Like, I kind of thought you had to live because I was so young. I didn't think about it and I'm very grateful that I didn't. And it was just a really hard time in my life. But I often think and look back at that time and being like, wow, like, if I was in Virginia, I'd be in such a different place right now because the place I lived in Virginia had more money and, like, the people who I would have been around is just, like, so not my vibe anymore or hasn't been my vibe and just... All the opportunities I have because I was in California, all the people that I met because I was in California, and all the opportunities, perspective, and chance that it gave me showed me so much more than I ever would have if I lived in Virginia still. And I genuinely believe that I that everything happened for the best of me because I look back and I'm like so grateful. Because I'm so grateful for the fact that I stayed in California. And that means that even though I was going through the hard time with my grandpa's death and like the divorce and realizing that my dad wasn't the best parent in the world, I realized that that was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because it also humbled me down so much. We went from middle class to like lower class. I was like so spoiled before then. And then after that, it like really humbled me down. And it was just a lot of realizations and it showed me how much privilege I had and It has made me want to advocate for people who feel voiceless because during that time I felt voiceless and I just want people to know that they aren't alone and that everything happens for a reason even if it doesn't make sense a year from now, two years from now. This happened over 10 years ago and I'm so grateful that I'm able to make sense of it now but it's hard to understand in the moment that things aren't happening to you. They're happening for you. And it's a belief more to remind yourself to like keep going and to have faith. Because whatever we believe in is going to multiply in our life. And so shifting our mindset from victimization to having the power to create the life we want is so important. So tip number seven is to try and do new things. So learning new things, super important. I think that it's a great way to kind of show yourself that you are adaptable. You can learn new things. And we're humans. We are multifaceted. We have... abilities and capabilities to learn so many amazing things and i know they say jack of all trades master of none but the entire little thing is jack of all trades master of none but still a lot smarter than a master of one and as someone who is a manifesting generator gemini moon who can never stay on something longer than a couple months i love that i loved learning that full entire idiom or whatever the fuck it's called because it showed me Because it showed me that, like, my multi-passionate, multi-interested self is, like, smarter than a master one, you know what I mean? No, but it just showed me that, like, I still matter, you know? Like, I still have value in knowing a bunch of little things. Even if I can't master the one thing, I'm able to be able to be pretty good at a bunch of little things and i love that about myself and i just think it helps to build confidence and to be able to relate to a lot of different people which is also really fun and i think very important in life and you can learn new things by reading a book learning a language taking up a new hobby doing something creative because when we are able to allow ourselves to be bad at something and learn from it we can take it as a chance to sharpen our sword Because it's not a reminder that we're a failure, that we're not good at something, but it's a reminder that things take time. Things don't happen overnight. It takes time to cultivate a craft. It takes time to understand how things work in a new way. And once we take that time for other things, we're able to see that we also have to take time for ourselves and not put that much pressure on ourselves. because when we put too much pressure on ourselves, we don't allow ourselves to fully blossom in the way that we're supposed to. Because a flower takes time to bloom and we are beautiful flowers and we're going to take time to bloom into our fullest potential and we're going to go through seasons and different changes and everything is going to work out if you have faith in that. Tip number eight, every bad thing you say about yourself, get it out and rewire it. Every bad thing you say about yourself. So something that I Like, doing that has helped me, and this may not help everyone. This may actually be triggering for some people, so take it with caution, Um, but it has helped me tremendously whenever i go through a period of time where i'm just like in victimization mode or talking just really negatively about myself i will get out my journal and i'll write and i'll just free write i've talked about this before i'll just free write all the negative things all the bad things all the anxious things that my mind's coming up with and then i stop myself and then i make myself write how the situation how the beliefs how anything is helping me and how it's benefiting me in the long run and then you're going to take it a step further and you're going to write how you can overcome at each and every one of the negative beliefs that you have about yourself. You can look for inspiration who have overcome similar things and you can create a system in place to actually overcome and move forward and through them. And then after you do all of that, write down all the advantages you do have. So how are you already ahead? How will you get better? How are you going to improve on this? How are you going to create this and allow yourself to like realize that you're not just disadvantaged, you're also advantaged and that everything that we believe is a negative trait about ourselves or tend to victimize ourselves for, we come to realize that we also have the power to overcome them, that the power lies within ourselves, that we are our own savior, and we must operate and take action in a place from that belief. Tip number nine is to remember failure is inevitable. Failure is the building blocks to success. Success is not the building blocks to failure. I heard that on the Skinning Confidential, I believe, but it is one step closer to your success failure is redirection to your highest truth. I have failed so much in life, and as someone with the fear of failure, that is really hard to do, okay? Something that I failed at, but that I realized has been my biggest blessing, I think I've talked about this before, but I applied to about, I think applied to like 10 or 8 colleges, and I only got into two of them. And one of them, I was guaranteed to get into, and the other one was SFSU, my current college. And If I didn't fail or not get into those colleges, I wouldn't have gone to SFSU. And San Francisco State has been the biggest blessing in my life. And it's one of those things where if I didn't fail, I wouldn't have built such a beautiful life for myself because every opportunity that I got, I believe that I got it mostly because I stood out because most of the people who are applying to the things that I got into come from colleges that I applied to, like my dream colleges like Columbia, Georgetown, some Ivy League, Stanford. And if I applied to the opportunities that I applied to and got in from those colleges, I might not have gotten in. Because the competition from there is a lot more. But because I'm from SFSU and not many people apply for the opportunities that I apply to from San Francisco State University, I was like a shoe in I got into like everything that I really applied to. And I honestly believe that if I went to the colleges that I dreamed of going to, I wouldn't have gotten in. And also the people that I met at San Francisco State, the sorority that I'm in, the opportunities that it gave me, the job that it gave me being able to take a semester off and only graduate a semester late with two degrees and kind of basically took a year off because when I was in Japan, I didn't really take any of my major classes. I was just kind of taking Japanese and eating Japanese food. So the fact that I am only going to be graduating a semester later than I originally wanted to has wouldn't have happened if I went to a more prestigious college because the units are a lot harder to be successful with. And I'm not saying that like, Ivy Leagues or, like, Dream Schools are bad, but that I'm grateful for my failures. I'm grateful for the redirect- for the redirection because it allowed me to understand my highest truth. It allowed me to really realize my value and my purpose that I wouldn't- that I maybe wouldn't have gotten if I went to a different school or maybe it would have been harder or more difficult or- Maybe it would have felt like a small fish in a big pond instead of a big fish in a small pond. And all these like little things that happen, even failure, is such a blessing when we're able to believe that and accept that. But it is hard, but it is possible. And my last tip, tip number 10, is to remember value is intrinsic. said this before and I'll say it a million times again, a baby has value right when it's born and it doesn't go away. And since you were a baby once upon a time, your value never went away. It's society that makes us believe that it does and that we need to fight to be worthy or that we need to prove ourselves or that we need to show that we're worthy and that we have value when in retrospect, we already are. We are worthy. We are valuable. We are already enough and there's nothing you can do to take that away and there's nothing that you can do to earn more. All you can do is be yourself and show up as yourself because that is value. That is worthiness. Yourself. You alone and that is beautiful. We just need to show up for ourselves unapologetically and follow our dreams because that is the most beautiful way of showing yourself that you are valuable, that you are worthy of your dreams, that you deserve it. So remember, you are valuable. You deserve it. Affirmation of the week. I am always valuable. I am enough. My success is inevitable and I attract all of my dreams coming true. Thank you guys so much for listening. I truly hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I hope you enjoy all my episodes, so be sure to check out the previous ones if you haven't already. And follow me on Instagram at Valerie Joanne, Valerie with two R's, Joanne with two N's. I did change the Instagram caption because of the astrological reading. I'll talk about that more later. I also changed the podcast cover, so I hope you guys enjoy seeing my face now. (laughs) But yeah, so... And on the Instagram, I I talk a lot more. I'm going to be showing my face a lot more and just being, and just kind of like sharing my life with you guys on a more, on a more personal level. So if you guys want to check that out, be sure to head over. I will have the link in the description box or show notes as well. Hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day or night. And I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves because you are valuable and I fucking love you guys so much. So thank you.